Alright, fucking finally. Well, what's up, fuck crackhead meth out motherfuckers? It's your boy, Jamin, aka Crackhead Jin. And I'm finally, like I've been saying, going to tell my life story leading up to motherfucking now. Alright. And shit. Just the FYI, this is my first ever phone. Real phone I ever had, never had an iPhone, nothing. Samsung, or nothing, just LGs and shit, and Walmart phones. Not even real phones. I got phone number and everything now. I got a better phone than anybody in my goddamn family. But, besides that, um... Where do I start? She grew up in Columbia Heights. I um it was my grandma Cheryl's house. They uh there's my grandpa, my grandma, and then there's um me, my brother Jesse, Jacob, and then my mom, and then my sister, and then my dad. And they were never married, but because my mom's a crackhead. And she always lies and all the time does that she, she'll never be the same or different I meant because she's always been the same but she uh, <laughs> yeah but yeah I grew up there in Columbia Heights we always got into shit we've we done so much funny and bad shit we've our neighbor Craig who uh he's dead now from like a heart attack or something like that. And then he had this crackhead that lives with him. Rodney had a lazy eye. We'd make fun of him because that. It's probably from doing drugs or something. I don't know. And then Craig would always get pissed drunk, be a dick. So we would, you know, we poured cleaner laundry detergent over his white house and it turned pink <laughs> in his door. And then. We've thrown hammers through his screen windows, like this door, and glasses, knives, all that shit. We we beat the shit out of neighbor kids all the time. We're doing shit, and our neighbors are right at, like, meth lab, and then they had a weed grow, and you could just smell it. It just reeked. They've gotten raided, like, two or three times right by us, and then... Fucking, we lived there. We had to ride the bus all the time. We never had any cars besides my dad. And fucking, we always had to ride the bus and fucking all that shit. Downtown and all that, North Town. And to go anywhere. Fucking, it sucked ass. But to us, we could. It's a normal life. <sighs> when my dad and stepmom were friends, and then they end up. My dad broke up with my mom, went with Jody, my stepmom, which were their friends, and then they did. And then so. They. After a while, they moved in to an apartment, and they took us with them. And there's a Noka. Is when no, this is before. No, it was, it was Columbia Heights, and then 
is before and then I grew up in Columbia Iceman and we moved when I was a baby wherever around there we went to Anoka by the old Kmart now it's a church and then we'd always had to go to my mom's a lot most time she wouldn't show up and so we went there we lived there in the apartment for like eight years some shit and is run down we'll get apartment and shit and then we'd always get in trouble there i'd write words and uh charcoal and shit on people's uh apartments or like the basketball court and shit and write fuck ass shit and poop dick and <laughs> shit like that and then um fucking yeah we're off that. Um, we're sitting there, whatever, and that's when I've had a hernia there. I had to get surgery. I could hardly walk, and I felt numb, hundred percent. It is weird, weird as hell. I've had about five asthma attacks there. There's a time I had about ten, twenty minutes, and I would died. There's been many times I almost died from asthma attacks, like where I couldn't breathe. Like, you see those commercials with the fucking fish that flies out water, and that's what asthma is like? Yeah, that is. It gives you, like, trauma. That shit is terrifying. Like, you want to breathe, but it's, like, literally a whistle that comes out. And, like, my lips start to turn purple and blue my face. And, yeah, my dad was sleep because he has sleep apnea, so he's, like, dead. Sleep apnea, you can't really wake them up or it's really hard to. And then they sleep and hardly move or anything. I was trying to wake him up. He went and then my stepmom came and then drove me to the hospital. Otherwise, it would have been dead. And then um, after that, all that shit, uh, I went to Anoka, Franklin Elementary. It's one of the oldest schools in Minnesota. It was fun there and shit, but in second grade, moved around there, and then we moved to Zerman for a little bit. Fucking, uh, moved to Zerman, and then everything went to hell and shit then. Fuck. Hold on. Everything went super bad then. Like, that is when I started, I knew my life was going down 100% to the rocks, like rock bomb. We went to Zerman, and first we thought it was okay. We had to put mattresses out. We didn't have everything there, so we just had mattresses in the living room. We played the Wii and Nintendo Wii and then, like, Super Mario Bros. And our Uncle Bram was there and shit, and then... We would uh, play that and Xbox 360 and shit. And then fucking after a bit of that, met the neighbor kids. Played like war with them. You know, you have toy guns and shit. That is a shit as a kid. And then, or like Nerf guns shoot each other and shit. And then it was like first week I met them is Mason, Kyle, and then little Jacob. They had a trampoline shit. Little Jacob and his brother Ethan. So, we thought it was dope. We'd never been on a trampoline. And then we went on it. It was the fucking funniest thing ever. And then, 
After a while, while of that, I started getting into hella trouble because that was a newer kid around. And so people would try to fuck with me and I wouldn't take it and they think they're all tough and they're just hillbilly zerming fucking preppy kids. So they weren't expecting someone to fuck them up. They did. I at least fucked up about like 20 kids in that school because they fucked with me. Everybody else after that definitely didn't fuck with me. But and then otherwise they dick ride after that like faggot. And so after that, fucking I sixth grade I started the Zerman uh <laughs> mill in high school with the bathroom on fire with a crackhead lighter. And I was just so pissed off and my dad was pretty drunk all the time and shit. He was just raised different, so I always he always kicked shit out of me. Because I was the one that always is like, fuck you, and this and that, because we're so alike. And I was always more fighting back all the time. Nobody could tell me anything to fucking do. Nothing. And then I didn't have no care in the world. Besides me and the people that I like surround me. And then, so, literally... I set the school bathroom on fire. The uh, t- paper towel dispenser. The crackhead lighter, I just pushed the pin in. I took off the metal part and I stabbed the top part in. The little metal thing that pulls the gas up, you know, to the butane to start. And then you fucking flick it. But yeah, I set the whole fucking bathroom on fire. And then, you know, I had to put it out. So I'm sitting with the sink. I'm grabbing handfuls and I put out the... Shit with all the wire from the sink, and then I left out of there. They had me on camera. I seen, <sighs> seen it, and I was literally like, "No, that wasn't me." As smoke, and nobody else is in the hallway or bathroom, and smoke comes out of the fucking door. And literally, I'm just like, "Nope, I never did that. Why would I do that? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's new news to me. What the fuck happened?" And I went, that was first time going to court. And so I had to go court eventually. And they just gave me community service and probation. And so after that, you know, I still on probation. I'd always fail for UAs. Like leading probably seventh grade, that is when they started doing UAs. And I was smoking all the time. And I didn't give a fuck. I knew it was going to be dirty. I've had P.O. Teresa Becker, if you're listening to this, you're a bitch-ass cunt. You old saggy tit-having bitch. Fucking, you smell like fucking dirty extra-ass fucking salt. With your old ass. <laughs> Cock smoker. But, um, yeah, I've had times where she would come. She wouldn't feel safe, so she'd bring her little, uh, Little dude that they thought he's all tough or some shit. But, so, they come over, give me UA, and literally, fucking, I just smoked weed. One time I'm sitting there, I have this big-ass thing. I had no weed, so there's this bowl. It's full 100% top to bottom resin. So, literally, I scraped the whole thing. It lasted me three weeks in just fat-ass bowls, like three of them each day. Sometimes even four or five, so... Right then, I wake up in the morning, right, I haven't smoked for two days, I've been saving this shit, and I pack like 
three fat ass bowls of resin. It takes forever to smoke, and there's so much smoke, so I'm beyond chop. Right then, and there, not even like five, ten minutes later, about five, ten, I have a bowl in my hand. And I hear knocking. As soon as I hear that, I was like, oh shit, I forgot. And I instantly, I put it up on this fucking uh, file cabinet on top and I covered the front with it like pencil holders and shit and rocks and staplers and shit and then the lighter and shit and then I was like fuck I got UA and I was like fuck I'm failing I told her I, every my excuse number one excuse every time I went there was I always I smoked two weeks ago I smoked three or four weeks ago every fucking time it was the funniest shit and they always believe me, which I was like, bet. So that happened. And after all that shit, getting the UAs, eventually they got tired of it because, oh, I, um, after that, right, about eighth grade, uh, I was crazy as fuck. I was mental. Like, I would fucking kill anyone because I was on Adderall since, like, third, second, third grade, like, little ass kid. And that shit, they think it's so good. No, that's literally almost, it's like two molecules away from methamphetamine. So, if you don't know what that is, you're retarded. But it made me black out and so angry because I took it forever, almost every day for years. And then I, there's times where I try chicken. They they have police sit there. The Layla's on at school, watch me and watch, have it. Uh, stay in my stomach 30 minutes and dissolve. So, every day, I would have the most worst, like, nothing stopped me. Like, I had the worst temper. Like, I was super cool, but if you, anything you piss me off, it's zero honor, like, zero prison thinking, like, real quick. So, my whole life is like that until now. Last year, um... Well, not last year. Kind of last year. I really grown still. But, yeah. Um, I went down. I was sitting there bored as hell, right? And I just have nothing to do. And I'm, I'm known at school to be the crazy fucker. It does crazy shit. Nobody fucks with me. And they, most people like me. I just like that. And I'm really easy to get along with. But really easy to piss me off. So... You know, I'm sitting there, none of my friends, I had a lot of friends, you know, only like about five that are real friends, but those other ones were alright, you know, I got shit out of them. So literally, I fucking went down, as bored as fuck, no one can hang out, uh, fucking, I go down, neighbors, and, no, it was, yeah, eighth or ninth grade, cause I had a little Jacob down the street, he couldn't hang out with me anymore, cause we were... We did all sorts of shit, ding-dong ditch, and we fucking broke shit. we thrown rocks at people's houses, a garage. We pelted the fuck out of it, just handfuls of rocks. Like, we're going over fucking... <laughs> Fire! And fucking all of us, three of us, me, Kyle, and little Jacob, fucking grabbed handfuls of big-ass rocks and chucked them at the neighbor across. And just... Oh, do, do. Fucking sound like someone shooting an M4. Fucking boom, 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 boom. Fucking shit was loud as hell. We're just launching them bitches laughing so hard. We could hard. Anytime we did shit like this, we could hardly hold our piss in. We're sitting there laughing so fucking hard. So, 
fucking after that shit, whatever. I go down, nobody can hang out, nothing. I can't really hang out with anyone besides Kid Tommy Nixon, Bray Rasmussen, and this nigga Marco. So I go, and, oh, and Carly, but I go and go down the street, right? And I'm pretend like there's these kids, my, or my little brothers hanging out with, and they're newer. So I was like, I'll hang out with them, and I was dunking on these little niggas. I was fucking shooting the basketball and just dunking all over them, seeing them hit the ground. I'm like, oh, fucking Kobe, all in their face and shit. <laughs> they were having fun. It's not like he was a little bully prick. But then my little brother fucking was like, there's beer in there. And he said, quote-unquote, I promise to God, on my kid. He said, I want to see you drunk, whatever. And it wasn't because of that I sold the beers, because he said there was beer in there. And then he said that. I was like, bet. And so I take this wagon they had. I fill it up with cases of beer, like probably three or four cases. Now I haul ass. Fucking, I'm booking. It's, it's, it's fucking, what? Fucking one o'clock, 12 o'clock, and it's midday. Fucking afternoon. I'm hauling ass, fucking booking with this shit with cases of it. And I put it like a blanket over it so you don't see it. But I'm hauling, I'm hauling ass. And fucking, I go and I go out through the back and I haul ass all the way upstairs where my bedroom is. It's three stories. And then the bathroom upstairs, I hid it in there. Well, my empties, I had all my shit in my room. Hidden in this blue reclining chair that's like 80 years old. So I end up drinking like three cases. Or the first night is a case and then the second night I literally drank two cases. I stayed up all night. That's how I drank it. I drank it all and then all of a sudden they get a knock. Boom, boom, boom. And it's the neighbor down the street saying there's missing cases of beer and the police come wherever course stepmom jody fucking little motherfucker that hasn't seen anything been around any ghetto motherfuckers or motherfuckers that done shit they actually live life she's just boring plain jane fucking farmer girl whatever you want to call it yeah come in the police comes and then they come upstairs and they are <laughs> you should have seen this guy's face the cop opens it, boom, bottles just, do, 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 do. it's fucking like, fam, Peter from Family Guy just fucking done, got done just drinking the whole bar. And it just opened it, and all of a sudden, all these bottles are do, 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 falling all fucking over everywhere. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like scratching my head like, shit, I don't know how that, where did that come from? <laughs> and fucking, he's like... You don't know where these came from. I was just like, no, I don't remember. The- no, what? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, really? And he's like, you could tell I'm wasted. Like, this is probably the fifth time I drank, and I was so beyond wasted. They took a uh, breathalyzer. I was like two, three times over the legal limit. Beyond fucked up. Especially, I weighed 90 pounds, dude. I was so fucked up. I've seen, like, triples. So, they do breathalyzer, and lucky me, I thought I was going to drunk tank, and guess what? I I said, I don't give a fuck. I have no care, worry at all. I'm all depressed, shit. 
I used to not change my clothes because how depressed I was. And plus, I barely had any clothes. I had like five outfits. So you, most of the time, I'd smell like shit. My clothes did, but not me. I'd always put deodorant on and shit and take a shower here and there. But, you know, I didn't like it. I didn't like my life. So that's why I did bad shit. To express and get all my shit out on other things. And other people, like douchebags. Otherwise, I'd end up, like, killing an innocent person or being the fuck out of them. Until they're broken or some shit, like, fully. And so... Yeah, they breathalyzed me, and he's in there, and all of a sudden I'm shocked. He's like, yeah, Sherburne County, we, we just tell my parents, you can't bring children, drunk tank, nothing, can't bring them anywhere. And I was in there, I looked at him, and I smiled the biggest grin ever, ear to ear. And then I was like, all right, see ya, and he kept talking, I was like, all right, bye. And then I went and smoked a cigarette with my mom and dad, my stepmom and dad, uh, and... I was just sitting there, they're trying to talk, whatever, and I was just like, yeah, I'm not trying to hear it, whatever. And I was just smoking a cigarette, it tastes so good, I was like, yes, I need that, and then I didn't even worry about it. Then I really didn't care, like, most people have anxiety, but nope, nope. It's just like a fly just flew by my ear, it's nothing. Besides a little look over, a little swat maybe, and that's it. Just fucking out my hair, you know, breeze, let me... Put my shit back in place. <laughs> Fucking. After that, that's right when everything went down. I, uh, after that, I went to court two months later. And I always knew, since a kid, I always was so smart. Like, I knew they weren't going to do shit. And I always told Jody, I always predicted what was going to happen. And it happened every time. And so that's what kept happening. And then... I go to court, and they put an ankle monitor on me after a long-ass time. Like, I don't even know. So that happened, literally. It was probably 8th, ninth grade, actually, yeah. And, um, I had on, and I knew it wasn't shit. I literally left the house over 40 to 60 times, and each one's a violation. I left 46 times, and they didn't do shit. One day, I was out... Hours on hours, like a whole day, a day and a half maybe, and I was gone. Oh wait, no, before I got on is because my dad, I ate some, he's kicking my bed and shit, hit me a couple times, whatever. He's all hungover and shit, and then before he went to work, and then I get up, I, see, I go to the park, my friends are there, Brady and Tommy, or no, Brady and Marco and Tommy. And then, so I go to Bray's house later, and then we end up getting drunk as hell. We go with uh, this girl, Ashley, Scotch, whatever, this whore. And, yeah, um, fucking went with her. We got on top of the Zerman pawn shop, and then we had a fire and shit. We were smoking weed and got drunk, and then we went to abandoned houses and abandoned sheds and shit. And then we went back to Bray's house. Got fucked up still. And they, his her, his dad had a keg wherever and beers in the fridge. So it's me and Marco and Bray downstairs in his room playing music, playing GTA and fucking getting fucked up all night until 7 in the morning. Right when... Also, I stole a bike before this happened. And so right before... It was right at 7. I made nachos... And then right when I was about to leave, I just felt jump out the window and go. Right when I was going, going back home, 
ding dong fucking doorbell rings and i'm sitting there like oh fuck and then all of a sudden uh her mom was like the cops are here his mom and the cops are here and fucking i'm like fuck i knew it was for me and i go out and it's miss gatsky the uh, layla's on at school and she really liked me i liked her she's really cool she looks like more of a dude than a girl, but she's right, Joe. Oh, fucking. <laughs> and then, um, I had to go send off to, uh, what the fuck is this? RJC, ACS, NSP, non-secure placement. So they had the front doors unlocked. If you wanted to run, you could run, but there's a prison, two other placements, jail right there so you're not going anywhere so that happened i thought i had anxiety i thought i was gonna be there for a while and then um it was just one day and they promised i had to promise wherever not doing anything to go home on house arrest so i was like bet and then i go on house arrest as soon as i get home i get high as fuck like, I was so goddamn high that I think I seen Jesus, Venus, goddamn Pluto in the sun. <laughs> and then I end up leaving. Like, I had friends, John Sam, Carly, and shit. All these girls, and we'd, uh, we'd go out and get drunk and shit. And then they went over my house, got drunk with me in the garage. With everybody in the house, they're just sleeping. Now he's going ape shit. I don't know how. Oh, they didn't wake up. I literally jumped. Like, probably fucking six feet up onto a fucking chair with wheels. And I jumped into a fucking regular lawn chair and it fucking snapped. I hit my ass on the ground and couldn't feel it though. And then I got super drunk. I was throwing bottles everywhere, break them and shit. Nobody heard a fucking thing, I guess. And then... We all end up having a commander leaving. And I knew after, like... It's three months. They had some fucked up, so it took three months. And all of a sudden... Boom, I'm going to Lino for... What was it? Three days. That's what it was. It came up to 30-some days, but it was, uh... It was originally, it's, um, I was waiting for placement. I was Lino Jail, if you don't know what Lino is, it's Jail, Minnesota. And, or a GV, same thing there, you just gotta see it. They have a military style shit there. So, I went there. It's a breeze. All the staff love me and shit. They're like me, they're faggots, but, um, and there's one kid, Trent, a little faggot, and fuck, kept fucking with me and whatever, and I threw a basketball at him, so I got in trouble with that. That was it. But nothing really happened then. Yeah, I ended up going. My first treatment was Litchfield. Wings. Uh, wings. It was called Wings and Litchfield. I remember getting out, and I was like, thank God. And it just felt different to be outside. When you're inside for 30-some days. And uh, right when I got out, though, I had to be transported by my stepmom. 
<clears throat> all the way to Wings. And uh, it was probably a two and a half hour drive. So I got to listen to music the whole way there and smoke hella cigarettes. So I just somewhat kept smoking cigarettes. It felt so good. And then I got there. I was like, fuck. I was like, the first time and the last time going to treatment was the best times I ever had. I would have made out treatment first time, but I ended up going to treatment and they literally fucking, my uh, insurance was fucked up. So I was there about 40 some days or more and they say my insurance fucked up and I can't be there anymore. So literally after that, I have to go to a goddamn group home in St. Cloud, it's called 180 Degrees uh, St. Cloud Group Home, and I met this nigga Jerry there, he's pretty cool, he's this black dude, way he's chill as hell, fucking, he's my nigga, that's another thing, they get pissed because we'd sit there, the staff, me and Jerry would be like, what's up my nigga, and you'd be like, what's up my nigga, <laughs> they'd hate us saying that word, and fucking, he was like, what do you, you want to play, nigga? He's like, cards, nigga. I'm like, all right, nigga, let's do it, nigga. He's like, yeah, nigga. <laughs> well, yeah, we ended up... I started... I wasn't there on probation, so they couldn't do shit unless I got violent or broke something. So, literally, one day... I got sick there because, literally, I was there for three to four months. Three to four fucking months just to wait for it to go fucking to treatment again. And so... If you add that up, it's literally about 50-some days plus three months, right? I had to do that. And so one day, like a week before I went to, uh, a week or two, I went bef- uh, to um, Mankato, Phoenix, Mankato. I, uh, there's a child molester there. And his name was, uh, fucking Zader or whatever. And I fucking end up, uh, he said something about molesting kids, it's amazing or some shit. So I end up blacking out or whatever. Not really blacking out, it's just with madness. And I remember it. I was punching his head into a rock. And then I broke my wrist. I never felt it. I always never feel something when I break it or get hurt like that. Until about like a day later or so, yeah. So, end up breaking whatever, and then there's like probably the end of the night, so about a day or so, and I end up throwing the or trying to shoot the basketball, and I just did, you know, you hook your arm, your or your wrist, and boom, I instantly held the pain like. And then after that, I didn't feel it. Unless I moved it a certain way, like, around in a circle. And then, uh, we, uh, were fucking... I went to St. Cloud Hospital. These are the dumbest motherfuckers alive. They say it wasn't broken at all. And then when I go to Mankato, they say it's 100% broken. We need surgery ASAP. And that's, like, three, six months later. And then, so, we, um, fucking... The last week I was there in uh, St. Cloud, I literally, me and this dude, uh, 
Jerry and this other dude, I forgot his name, is his friend from Sock Rapids because he lived around the area. This white dude that was super duper dope fucking he was there because his stepdad hit his mom so he beat the shit out of his dad relentlessly so it's a good thing but he was getting in trouble for it but he only had set the group home then got out like two months later no charges none but we end up literally going nuts we're throwing shit tables and we're fucking weird i punched the fucking uh fucking what is it punching bag Shit so hard, and then one, I fucking, I run back, and I fucking Jackie Chan kick this bastard, like, scissor kick it, like, two fucking, <laughs> like, two fucking feet in the air, and I fucking nailed this bitch, and the whole fucking thing came out of the ceiling, and fucking went flying into this one kid, and it's funniest shit ever, and then we're just saying, the you can't swear there. So we're literally just saying the most raunchy shit, especially this staff Brooke. She's a cunt. So we were like, I don't, I say the raunchiest shit. I'm like, you probably have tuna salad down there. It sounds all squishy and smelly. I can smell it from here. It smells like you're baking fish with shit and fucking piss and shit like that. I'm like, you probably chug cock as a side job behind the group home and shit like that. They'd be so pissed off, and they can't do anything. Fucking, if he's the funniest shit ever, because she is such a cunt. I'm like, yeah, this would be a day. And we didn't listen to shit she said. We went in the fridges, because they always had it stacked. We went in there, and we took wherever we want, made wherever we want. She was so pissed, and we ate her lunch. And then we fucking... Uh, we had pillow fights, we're throwing fucking shit, like, puzzles and shit, each other, and cards. Left in a mess, and then went to go bed, and it was, uh, 2 o'clock at night, and our bedtime was, like, 10 or 11 there. So, yeah, we went to bed <laughs> at 2, and then we always talked to each other before going to bed, me and Jerry, across the hallway, and we'd sit in our clothes bins, they're, like, circle bins, we'd sit in there, and it's comfy as hell. We'd always have funny-ass talk shit. He loved how I, I'd say cock smoke. It was like my main word. I'd be like, you fucking cock smoke. And that's when we had school there, too. And I'd always fucking say that shit to the teachers. And I'd roast these old bastards because they thought they were so high of themselves and above us. And they gave us stupid-ass work to do. And it's for hours with nothing else to do besides just work. So it's like, fuck you. I'd sit outside after roasting their ass because they get so pissed they can't do anything. So they just literally be like, all right, just go outside and play basketball. So I play basketball all day and then fucking. What else? Oh, there's this one kid that threw basketball at the back of my head. So I was weighing and he's kind of slippery, like fall, wherever, no, at the end of winter or whatever. So. He threw it out of the back of my head, so I'm like, all right, I got patience, I'll wait. And then I was trying to get the ball, he got mad, tried to kick the ball, and he hit my hand, so I grabbed the ball, and I have such an arm, I whipped it, like, point-blank range in his face. And fucking, his nose started bleeding everywhere, and he I chipped his tooth, and his mouth started bleeding. He was crying, but everybody said, and the people there were like, you threw it out of his head, he threw it back at you, but... He could throw better than you and farther and faster. <laughs> and after that, I went to Mankato. 
fucking Phoenix in Mankato. Mankato was all the way down south. Took forever to get there. I end up going there or whatever. I get involved with girls and all that shit and fucking stupid shit. And then, because I hate it there and it's stupid as fuck there. And it's so fun to talk shit. I was just the guy to fuck shit up. I throw vacuums down the stairs there. I fucking smoke there. Every treatment I've been, I smoked. I was a cigarette guy. So I was making money in there selling cigarettes. And uh, giving it to people. And I'd roll uh, cigarette joints forever in uh, Bible paper. But not with the Bible print. It was just the extra pages and shit. And then I'd roll it in that. And you just cut into fours. There you go. Or you could have little ones like cigarettes. So you could have eight sheets of them. And then. Oh yeah. And then. Eventually there's this black fucker named Sam. He fucking, he thought it was the biggest shit ever. Like, there's other black kids there, but they didn't think it. He thought it was the coolest shit ever. So I literally fucking would make fun of him. And I remember he called me some racial, so I called him a fucking monkey baboon-looking fucker. And his mom fucked a monkey for him to look like that. It wasn't against anything black people, but he just actually looked like a monkey, a fucking ape. Like, you know, fucking, uh... Chief Case said, gorilla in the zoo. That motherfucker really looked like gorilla in the zoo. <laughs> he called me a fucking cracker and shit. And the fucking, uh, timber fucking fucker or some shit. Some shit native racist word whatever. So it's like, all right. And then I roasted him so bad, all the kids were dying. And he had nothing to say. He just kept trying to raise his voice. Literally, I'd raise my voice as loud as I can over him. And he was getting so mad. And fucking, he just ended up not working anymore. <laughs> and then there's this gay guy named Richard there. I'd always say AIDS, I would. I'd be like, God damn it, I do dishes. This is AIDS. AIDS is fuck. Because AIDS is like, that's just self-explanatory definition. You don't want to have AIDS. AIDS sucks dick ass. Fucking worst thing you could happen. So that's why I think dishes and shit. This is AIDS sucks dick ass. Fucking cum holes and shit <laughs> but yeah and um he's like it's not fucking funny come on jamie i have it i'm like all right that's gross don't don't get by me <laughs> but we end up being friends he's a really cool guy i thought he's a little fag whatever but no he ended up being a really cool guy and i felt bad for judging as when it was one of the days i stopped judging people I never really did in the first place, but it's more of a trust thing. Trust thing. You don't trust everybody or think they're cool right away. But then, fuck it, after that, I get kicked out of the Phoenix because they didn't have enough mental health for me, supposedly. And every place I've been to it, too, it's either uh, mental health or um, behavior uh, issues or some shit like that. They kept saying it every time. It's either or. And then, because they dug me out of there, I had a spork, like a broken spork in my hand. It was like a metal shiv, like a shank. I was ready to stab people like I actually was. And, yeah, it got annoying then before I got kicked out. And I got to go home then for, like, three weeks, four weeks. I, um, there's this kid, Ramon or whatever, some gay little Muslim kid. He fucking thinks he's badass and shit, and he's in there for, he's 17, 18, he made love to a fucking 
13-year-old or something, or even younger, and he was like, oh, we'll beat your ass, and he's 18, he's this little fucker, I would kick his ass easily, I was ready, he wouldn't do shit, and I was like, I was like, first of all, I'll beat your ass, second of all, you're just gonna catch another felony charge on another minor, you fucking fag rapist, <laughs> got so pissed and he got up and I was like I got up and I grabbed the chair and I'm like what are you gonna do try me I really wish you would I'm like I, I don't care bring him to jail bring him to prison wherever you want to and then fuck everybody got scared and then next day they end up uh smoking a fat cigarette outside and then I had to go leave and then my mom was there I was like bad I'm not going over in that police car and then literally I got to go home as soon as I get home, I end up. This is one of the first times I tried meth. I tried meth. Um, Molly, lean, Percocets, and fucking weed all in the like three, four week span. And then after that, guess what? I end up going to Litchfield again. Fucking wings. And I was there for literally over 60, almost 90 days. And literally. I get kicked out because the kid thinks or said that I put a banana in a fucking toilet there. And his axe, I sprayed all of his axe shampoo out of it, which I didn't. So I ended up slapping the shit out of this kid. Left and right, this little fucking white nigga looked like Woody from Toy Story. So I end up slapping the shit out of him. Fucking bang, bang, he's going all over head left and right like a fucking pinball machine. I'm fucking slapping the shell of him. Like, I'm grinning, like, creepy-ass grin, but it's, like, also smiling, like, relief. And just having a good time slapping the shit out of this motherfucker left and right. And fucking, he was, he tried to lift me up, and he cut hardly, and I lift his ass up, threw him on the bed, broke the bed. And then, he's too scared, didn't tell the uh, staff there, he just say he fell. And then... It was like 12 o'clock at night then. And fucking, yeah. And then I ended up getting kicked out because his ass. And as you know, messing with all the girls' shit and shit like that. And fucking fucking around. And then, and people thought they're so gangster and shit. And they, there's people, oh, I'm getting this, I do this. And fucking, and we end up, me and this dude, Kaylin from fucking Wings. He, he was a fucking, uh, G and his brother that was there. He's fucking opposite his blood, and we fucking, we're best buds, the three of us, and we just stomped, like, two other kids that thought the best shit ever, and we just had fun doing it, it was just a thing, and it's like, don't pretend what you're not, and to end up kicking shit off them, it was fun, can't <laughs> lie, can't lie, and then, after that, I ended up getting kicked out of there and before i got kicked out first time i ever cut myself i took a light bulb i screwed out the metal thing and broke it a bit it was this little piece that it only it wouldn't cut too deep nothing it hurt like a bitch i don't like cutting myself it's stupid so i did it first time but i was thinking if i did this i wouldn't go uh back to jail they'd probably bring me a mental hospital or they'd bring me home home so that's what i did and i ended up going home and they're just little cuts. They didn't leave any scars. They're just, they looked horrible when it first was there because it's playing shit. And otherwise, I cover it up so no way you look at it. I get nothing. And all of a sudden, I'm going home. I'm like, oh my God.
they hardly they leave us locked up in there literally we couldn't go outside hardly at all we go to the gym hardly or play kickball hardly at all otherwise we're always inside like it was annoying and then it was like three months we sat inside almost and hardly like every other day not even we go play basketball not even an hour and then had to go so after i got kicked out of there I was waiting, oh, son, I fucking, I went to best place ever. I don't think it's open anymore because this little cocksucking faggot named Warrior and shit closed it down by doing stupid shit. Um, it was a native-based um, treatment center called Next Step. Next, the total placements I've been to how many times has been over 14 to 16 times. All right, I've been allowed before this, but this I'm making it short. This is most times because this time it was a total of two years I served. All right, so final fucking, um, final fucking, uh, what is it? Treatment, it's called Next Step, it's in, uh, Staples, it's a little ass town next to Brainerd, and oh, that's another place I went to is Brainerd Group Home, is Port, and um, Charlie McGavin, uh, yeah, Port was lit and shit, but we're already past that. Um, so I went to this native base treatment. It's called Next Step. I was there for a full three months, a little bit more, and I completed it. But I got I I went home because mostly because I completed it and I put a big ass hole in the wall. I broke glass. I was fucking. I beat the shell. This kid Chris with a salt shaker. So the big joke was, you know, Chris got salted. I was the guy always before we went canoeing. Uh, I ran to get black and milds and cigarettes because the old guy would leave fat ass left like he barely puffed on the shit. We'd just burn the end and there you go. Or you'd take the black or the wood tip off of the black mild and there you go. Brand new. And then I'd run up the street, you know, either selling or smoking with people and people would get cigarettes in there and shit and lighters. We'd have people bring K2 in there and shit. Fucking. We're hustling shit in there, so... Wherever we go canoeing shit, we always went canoeing, fishing. We had an Xbox there. We just had to get our treatment shit done after, like, two hours or an hour or two. Then, boom, we get to play fucking video games or uh, fucking go outside all day. Go canoeing. There's so much shit up there or by there. They're swimming, all that. So it was, like, the best. And people there actually cared. They're addicts, so they... They get in, they were asked before, and then fucking all the kids there, they know their names, so most of them I got along with, besides that one white chubby fat Patrick fuck, Starboy, fucking Chris. And then, yeah, and after that, it was a long ass time, and fucking. There's so much funny ass shit happened there. We can say that for a different time. Just let me know if you want to hear it. After that, I ended up discharging from there and I got out. But I had to go Corey three months later for the hole I put in there. And fucking 
they said I wasn't going to get charged, but I ended up getting charged anyway somehow. And then, so, because I rebuilt it after I did, so they're little fucking faggots for that one. <sighs> so that happened, I ended up fucking uh, going to court. And then, after that, I, you know, I kept smoking and shit. I had a horrible life. And so, literally, they're like, we're going to bring you to jail, whatever. So I literally went on the run. I went with my old friend. We went. We were hanging out. We hung out at least for a year and a half. Or even more, too. And we, um... We got... We're sitting there hanging out. We're in Malax all the time. This is my main area. Fucking... Or we sing Cambridge and shit at shitty ass gay town, and I was on the run or Pine City, main Pine City, and we'd sit there. We had this plug, okay. He, I'm not gonna say his name, but he, um, he did a mailman for some highly known people, so he had a lot of money, a lot of drugs. So we were always getting friend by him. He had so much money. Then right marriage is right how much you owe him. If you owe him enough, he'll get pissed and do something. But I never owned him anything. My friends, yeah, I never did. I was always got shit. I had always so much smoke. Could I ever do all the stuff I wanted to do and no money to pay back? And so I just saw shit and boom. And I'd have make way more much money than I had. And then I'd, I'd give him the half of it. Or, like, not even half. He'd only get 25%. He's fine with that. Because that is so good. And one day, you know, we um go to his house. We end up robbing him and shit and fucking other people robbed him wherever, either or, and don't, don't know. <laughs> and we end up going to Wisconsin, La Crosse, Wisconsin. This little gay old area town. And we end up going with his bro's cousin. And he's doing dabs and shit. And fucking... One of them threw up his cousin. He said they're OGs and this and that. And they got robbed of two ounces. That I, uh, my friend frying them. He got hit by a car. And then he threw up from dabs. And we gave him shade dabs. We had the amazing dabs. We gave him a little... Little one after that of good ass shit, he threw up again all his fit. So he had to take out his whole fit and he came back twice on a new fit. And then fucking after that we're on the run wherever and we're in this little ass car, we're getting pissed and shoving elbowing this bitch around fucking cause she's fucking so big taking up space. And then we finally get there to the place. It's like one in the morning. We finally get back to Pinesy. End up sleeping, and one day, or we're doing DMT, all that shit, crazy ass drugs, and then we wake up one day, fucking cops are there, and so we lock the door, me and my friend and his girlfriend in the room, and then he fucking, we lock the door, I'm ready to jump out the window, and then they just wanted our friend, and so they took him, and we're sitting there, like, well, what the fuck we do, he's gone, like, what we do, we're in his house, his grandma lives downstairs, and then his mom, it's his mom's house, but his mom is never there, and the one time she decided to come over, was like a day after that, and literally, oh, it's, our friend was there, or went to jail, because his ex-girlfriend was cheating or whatever, and so he put his head in, through her head through the wall, 
and um yeah and then broke her window on her car and then we end up police come grab him and then we're sitting there for a day and his mom came home and there we used the shower pool for a dab fucking nectar collector it's like a shower the towel rack and we're sitting there gigantic yeah, so much smoke shit threw it and fucking we bent it we had a bend and shit and she got all pissy about whatever and kicked us out for it and it was like really fuck out of here and then her, our friend decided to blame it on us which really was our friend that that his her his mom right that was us but it was really him and he bent it with a flashlight and shit and we did it all that way so we got kicked out and we had to go to this one girl's house and live there at this other girl's house we end up living there or whatever and, and then it was all the way up it was probably like four months wherever um or yeah right before this happened i lived at the motel for a bit in princeton and a van drunk drivers from malacca were driving they drive over the interstate wherever the highway and they hit a jump going like a hundred they go down the hill straight in the motel and we're about to move into the room on the very side that got hit it went in and hit where our heads were on the other side. If it wasn't for the mattress and the other room folded up in the bed frame, we are we would have been dead. So that's another thing on my mind. I'm crazy as fuck. And I'm, so that happens. And then, but then, so about four months later, staying at this girl's house, we end up fucking, um, I, I end up getting arrested the day after my birthday. I was so fucked up on my birthday. I, uh, I remember sleeping like a bush and shit or whatever outside, and then I wake up, I go, can I go to school, and I end up getting arrested, and then I end up staying, it was supposed to be only three months, I end up staying seven to eight months, and most of it was waiting for court, and every time I had to go to court was in Malak, so I had to go in a prison van, which the left side were prisoners, and then the right side were juveniles wherever needed to be, or woman prisoners. So I literally had to sit there with some annoying-ass bitches or just fucking myself and sleep. And fucking, I sleep in there, because the prison, it's all, the prison van is all metal. There's no windows, nothing. Every time, it's two-hour drive to Malak's. So I'd have to sleep every time. I'd just lay down with a buck on me because if they they've <laughs> they've hit the brakes before bro they hit and there's four of us and we all fucking go flying because we had no seatbelts and we're all fucking flying all over on each other and shit funniest shit ever and so after eight months i finally get out i've been on probation since sixth grade till 12th and then I try to go school ever, and then after probably like two, three months, I get off probation, but I can't go to school uh, because my stepmom decides to kick me out for my last court date, right, to wake up at 8. And I didn't know I was getting left off, but I had a pretty sure feeling, and they finally let me off. I had this, that was one of the most happiest time I've ever been in my life. And then right when I get back home, well, Jody, fucking stepmom, decides to kick me out because over a fucking charger, charged my fucking phone to wake the fuck up for fucking court at fucking 8 a.m. I had no other charger for my fucking phone. So, yeah, fucking this gay as fuck. And no place to go, so we went to a house that uh, our one uh, little queer fag old friend, whatever, um... Or wait, 
Yeah, and then we went over there where her, his dad went to prison for being the fuck out and was like a charge or whatever, so he's going to prison for a good time. And then, or before that, right, I meet Desi by going to Elk River, or my girlfriend, my wife, and she's pregnant. Um, I go Elk River and I end up, there's this, um, my friend Gavin Hag, his uh, ex-girlfriend Keely, when she, first day I ever went to there and met her, she, uh, Say you want to go party wherever. I'm like, fuck yeah. And then Gavin, I thought he's come with. No, he just dropped us two off. I could tell she's a little whore in her eyes. She ain't staring at me and shit. So I was trying not to go by her. I didn't want to. I was like, fuck it. It's a party. I want to get fucked up. And no, it was just a little local gathering. It was me, Keely, and her, her boyfriend, her new boyfriend, whatever, Sean. A little trailer trash hillbilly fag. But he was all right at first, but... He's a little stingy Jew fuck. And then, yeah, after that, fucking, we meet each other. I knew Desi liked me. I just pretend like I didn't like her or whatever. I didn't know. So after that, and then she wanted to call whatever. And then I was like, no. And then the next day we did. We got high as fuck all those days or whatever. And then we did. And then she ended up somehow, you know, getting kicked out of her place. This old ass meth head looked like him, bitch. Uh, Tasha and fucking then we end up going to this one uh, fucking house as squatters and then we had parties and shit and then we got kicked out of there and we fucked that place up like I put a hole through the fucking house like a little hole with my fucking fist and kicking the shit out of it a hole like there's only one littlest layer the plastic outside layer on the houses I usually get paint and shit and then you would have had a full-ass hole through the house. Like, you'd feel the breeze outside. You'd be outside, basically. And then after that, we had, um, go up to my real mom's, the meth head. That's a fucking nonstop liar about everything. Because that was the only place where I could live. Because most of my family are just fucking queers, faggots, fucking gave out on me. You know, I have more potential everything fucking else than them. But it's like, fuck them. But so it was like, alright. I had to go to the ghettos, the fucking right back to the ghettos where I came from. Fucking all these meth heads and crackheads and fucking hoses suck your dick for probably a nickel and shit. And fucking put in their ass, mouth and nose and ears, wherever hole is possible. And fucking their toes, everything. So we had to go there. Fucking, we were there probably three months. And it was the size of a jail cell or apartment. And they smoked meth in there. Well, my girlfriend's pregnant. That's when we figured out she was pregnant. And uh, I almost killed my mom. I was, I was thinking every day. I had worse thoughts every day. Like super lucid, vivid thoughts about killing her people. Because I was getting so pissed. And then one day I almost threw a fucking whole lamp at her. Big ass, heavy ass lamp. Like it knocked the fuck out of someone and killed someone. And so it wasn't glasses, metal and shit. And then she figured out after that. But she still kind of kept doing it. So I'd wrap like shirts over my girlfriend's face. And we'd go in the bathroom. We'd take a shower together or whatever. And then fucking one day she gets uh, back and good with her parents and they want to meet me. We go to Green Mill. We have a good time and I'm really respectful and they really liked me. I could tell that as soon as off the bat. And then the next day, they whatever, I didn't want them to know about my mom doing meth. I didn't really don't. I don't want them to judge me. I don't know if they were judgy people. And then she ended up telling her three days later and we end up going there one day and just sleeping over and then we went back and we just didn't want to leave 
We didn't want to go back. As soon as we got home, we felt like shit. We wanted to stay there, and it felt bad as hell. And then, boom. Like, two, three days later, they're like, yeah, you can stay. Like, come. And we moved all to Indian Town, my mom. Just brought all of our shit. Boom. Went there. Just right away, ASAP. Fucking. And then, yeah. I've had Callaway. We have, like, nine weeks left. And then we've, um, 